You're listening to the Creepy Kingdom Podcast Network, covering and creating all things creepy. Visit creepykingdom.com to get access to all of our articles, videos, and podcasts. Join our Patreon for exclusive content. Patreon.com slash creepykingdom. it is time to open up the gates. Creepy Kingdom proudly presents The Dark Theme Park Show. Hey everyone, welcome to The Dark Theme Park Show. I'm your host, Mr. James H. Carter II, joined by Florida Man Grant. Sir, Florida Man. Sir, I'm sorry not to... Disrespect your title, sir. Yeah. You have been knighted in Florida. Did um, <laughs> I just made up that phrase? Florida did dumb. <laughs> Sounds appropriate, but yeah. <laughs> anyways, I digress. Uh, so yeah, we're we're kind of chiming back in on the uh, the topic of the day. I mean, most of the content that we've been producing over the past month or so has definitely been a form of escapism as, um, you know, just to give people something else to think about and listen to and or watch and just kind of check out from reality that we couldn't have even predicted would bring us to the point we're at now. Uh, but I, th- I thought... Yeah, we will get back to that, too. We will. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> no, we will, but I don't know. But <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I thought it'd be interesting to kind of take a look and see like where we're at now with the theme parks, um, what the future holds, kind of speculate on that, and also Grant is uh, in the process of trying to uh, alter his summer vacation plans, and I'm sure a lot of other people are or or about to, or trying to figure out what they should do. So I thought it'd be interesting to kind of have Grant, um, you know, walk us through that because we all know Grant can't sit still for very long. So this quarantine must be uh, <laughs> like like being in jail for you. Yeah, a little, a little bit. Uh, I mean, not really in jail because I'm, I'm pretty sure in jail they don't have like Netflix, not yet, and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. You know, there's not. Uh, you know, I. I there's no access to McDonald's or Burger King in jail. But, yeah, so I get your point. Like, it's weird. Like, I can't go to the movies. I can't do any of these things that, you know, you do normally every day that you don't think about. You know, like, yeah. um, and I live three hours from Disney World, and I try to go about um, at least once a month. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's strange, you know, that this is the longest since I've had my annual pass. Which, by the way, is now like a completely worthless item. <laughs> um, Actually, well, I've had that for about six years now that I haven't been. Well, let's talk about that real quick. Uh, I don't know what's it's so hard to keep up with all this stuff. I don't know what happened with, with Walt Disney World. I think it's the same, but Disneyland actually offered a few uh, options for the annual pass. At first, they were continuing payments, but extending the length of the annual pass past, you know, uh, the, you know, adding on to the end of it for how long the park's closed. And that was really hitting a lot of people, uh, in some really tough spots when those, uh, those, uh, automatic payments were coming through. And so, yeah. the, the, <laughs> you know, like people that have lost their jobs and all of a sudden, you know, they have, 
$100 in their bank account for the next week and then you know Disneyland annual passes <laughs> start coming through you know that's a tough spot so they were able they they came up with a few options at Disneyland did they do that for Walt Disney World as well they did and i think it's kind of being played based on the situation like right now for me um we were actually up for renewal in the middle of march like oh, okay. we got, but obviously that's not happening. I haven't gotten any paperwork in or anything like that. Um, so what's happening with it is they were told, they told us um, that they're just going to add the number of days that we lost onto the back end. But I mean, granted for me, that's only going to be a few weeks. Right. And then, but you still have time to renew <laughs> Once the parks are open, basically. So you're just kind of paused right now is what you're saying. Exactly. But, I mean, even then I'm wondering what the situation is going to be like with pass holders when they do reopen. Because, you know, like, I'm well, I'm sure we'll get into that later. But um, how the parks are going to reopen and if it's going to be significantly smaller crowds, what the impact of pass holders is going to be. Hmm. So, I mean, it's it's hard. it's everything's conjecture at this point. Everybody's guessing. Everybody's thinking things. I mean, like it's, it's been so strange. I mean, we went, we, I mean, we got Bob Iger back. I mean, like <laughs> we, we had like that because it's like, you can't give the new guy, I mean, not that he's a new guy. He was head of parks and operations, but you know, like, Hey, good luck trying to work your way, get yourself out of this mess. Yeah, no, I, I actually would love to talk about that topic. Um, maybe we could dive into a little bit later about uh, the the uh, reclaiming of the throne. And the <laughs> um, but um, um, right now I'm trying to find what the plans are. I'm just going to go off the top of my head. I'm uh, sorry, gang, um, for Disneyland. So the the options, which I haven't. I'm going to be dealing with this uh, this next week, so I have to make my decision because uh, th- I think this next week is when my pass is about to be charged again. Um, you can cancel your pass, like just say, I don't want to go anymore. I'm not going to pay anymore. I'm done, Like which you, you could never do. You could never uh, cancel your pass until the, the year's up and not pay anymore. So that's the, that's the first time they've ever offered that option. Um, the other option is that you can just keep paying, and they'll just add it on later. And then the third option, which is, I believe, the one that I'm going to go with, is that you pause payments, and then you resume payments when the park opens, and your pass is is, is still as good as long, you know, that much longer as the parks were closed. And that's the one that makes the most sense to me. And that's what that's what I'm doing over here in Florida, is mm-hmm. they, they pause the payments. I'm, I didn't get... You know, hit with that charge. Same with Universal because I have a Universal Pass as well. So, for my wife and I, between Disney and Universal, that's about 160, 170 bucks a month between the two of those. Mm. And um, when you're not, you know, when you're down, my wife is um, considered an essential uh, worker. So when you're down to one income, um, you know that 160, 170 bucks. Not that that's you know chump change, but that that you definitely notice it a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, really, at, at a time like this, 
any annual pass payment is going to be a noticeable difference out of your bank account. Yeah. <laughs> and you notice it because you're like, oh, that's a big chunk of money just gone, and I can't even use this pass. So, you know, so you, but uh, so I said, um, I, I, there was a whole article that um, Orange County Register put out about all these people that were that were really impacted by the by the by having these automatic payments because that's the, the issue is that they're automatic. It's not like you can you have to go in and pay the bill or something like that. They just automatically <laughs> hit that up. You can't stop it. And, and then uh, good luck trying to call because everybody's calling and trying to figure out the same thing. Right, right. It's a little little chaotic, but I think offering these three options was the best choice. I mean, because a lot of, I guess, offering the option to actually cancel it completely um, was a was a, was a really fair thing to do because a lot of people coming out of this are not, you know, going to theme parks is, are not in the cards for them, you know, <laughs> like they're, you know. But you, you may also have a small handful of people who were like, you know, I'm going to California for school. I'm going to like USC or UCLA. Mm-hmm. I want an annual pass. I'm going to go back home in the summer. Um, you know, I'm going to go back to Montana or wherever they're from. And they have no need of those days at the very end. Right, they're not coming back. Yeah, they thought they thought they'd be using it over the spring, but obviously, that's probably not going to happen. I don't think we're going to see a spring opening of the theme parks. I mean, I don't want to do too much speculation on this episode because we're just guessing. <laughs> but yeah. but based on where the state of what things have been going on, you know, a I don't think that the theme parks are going to open up until late summer and even if that is true are they even safe to go back to right away right i mean like, <laughs> you know that i guess that's the other question it's like how long after they reopen are you thinking that you're gonna you know make the trek back well like i know for me i would probably go within a week or so because i miss that so much but i think it you know it also depends as to what capacity that they decide to open up yeah. Everything. You know, like, here's the thing. Um, like, Brittany and I, we do a lot of character dining and stuff like that. And a lot of that's buffets. Um, how is that going to work? I think, how bu- is I think buffets to- are done, right? <laughs> I mean, how, uh, rest in peace, Golden Corral. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like, but in all seriousness, how is it going to work with the characters come to your table or like, you know, is Snow White going to be wearing a face mask? Um, you know, the the other thing is, it's like, you know, you go into like some 3D show, like let's pick, say, Muppet Vision 3D, and they say, please fill up all available space. Yeah, not anymore. You, you know, you can't do that. Um, and then the line, like the queues, you know, the queues are not designed for people to be six feet apart all the time. You know, and then let's say you're a party of th- you have two parties of three you know you're putting yourself in a vehicle like let's say you're writing you know space not space time because that's different load system over here in florida but like big thunder mountain railroad you know are you going to have is somebody going to be sitting next to a stranger and are they going to be paranoid about that you know yeah. but i also kind of feel like if you can't open the way that you need to to get the maximum number of guests in What's the point of opening if you're going to be operating at a loss? 
Well, I mean, well, on a, I don't know if it's financial loss or not, but it would definitely be a quality loss. And I guess that's that's a good question. It's like, should they, if they can't give the the full experience, should they reopen? But I guess the devil's advocate of that is that there's so many people, probably yourself included, that don't even care. You know, they're just like, particularly these are annual pass holders. They want to get back in the park. They want to, you know, enjoy that time. But I mean, but, we're talk- but when you talk about that versus day guest, you know, a day guest trying to get into the park has got limited capacity. Everything is, you know, slowed down because of all the precautions. You know, you're not going to have the best experience. But the other side of that is like, who knows when the best time to open is? <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. And like what, you know, like even things like, what do parades look like and things like that? You know, like people on parade floats and as they're walking tend to be kind of close to each other. And when you're lining up for the parades, you know, like you're sitting there, is everybody going to be like, I'm just picturing everybody like six feet apart. And then like here, 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 <laughs> standing up, you know, like you just, you can't do that. And what I, what I honestly think is going to happen is we may see some changes with dining. Um, and we may see slower load in times like, I'm going to guess what you're going to get is going to be about six months where everybody's going to be kind of paranoid about everything. So you're going to have like, let's use Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. The car unloads and you have cast members come in really quick with this, with like a sanitizer bottle, spray it down really quick. And then everybody gets back in. But I think, you know, one of the, the blessings and curses of being a human mm-hmm. is that people tend to forget things quicker than we like people are going to be so excited to get back to normal that they're going to say forget this now i do think that we may all you may see people wearing face masks and like obviously i've spent a little bit of time in asia and over there it's standard that if you're not feeling well or if you have like a little cough that you wear a face mask and i think mm-hmm. that that is a good a very good safety precaution that over here in America that we've always kind of made fun of. And I think that that's going to be here to stay. I think so. Like if you're not, if you're not feeling well, you know, you have to go out. I think you'll be wearing a face mask and it's not going to be seen as a weird thing. Yeah. It was definitely viewed as like, wow, these people are like uh, getting carried away or over exaggerating or <laughs> blown out of proportion. That was definitely the uh, American perception of Asians. Asians from Asia wearing uh, face masks, and um, no, that's I think that I think that's definitely going to be the norm. But you, you made me think of something uh, that's that I think is worth bringing up is when anyone goes to the parks, adults, kids, whatever. Typically, it's to escape reality, right? You know, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and so. I think a lot. I think you are. I think a lot of people are going to return to the parks and not be as careful as you would think. Uh, but I, th- I think the procedures and practices by management in the parks are going to be super intense <laughs> once people come back in. And I think, I, th- I think that might almost be permanently. I don't know if, if we can really shake this as a culture or the world, you know, like I, I don't think things are going to go quote unquote back to normal ever. I think this is right. like a normal part of life is not spreading <laughs> sicknesses at all costs. 
So, like you said, maybe the you know no crowding around for parades, uh, buffets, which always seem like a risky endeavor to begin with. <laughs> I think I think it's the end of buffets and stuff like that. They'll have to bring it out uh, each serving you want out at one at a time, I guess, for the unlimitedness or all you care to eat <laughs> elements. <laughs> it's going to change literally everything. But you know, I think that the uh, the guest flow in the parks may naturally be a lot lower. I think, remember after like 9-11 and after uh, the stock market crashed in, what was it, 2008 or 2009? Mm-hmm. People stopped going. You know, people still win, obviously, but, you know, you're going to get people in general who are going to be like, you know what, I really don't feel like going there today. Um, or I, you know, I don't really feel like being in that crowd or I'm scared to be on a plane with somebody who could be sick. Like there's going to be, it's going to take a while before people get used to travel again. Yeah. Well, I, let's, I'm going to make a difference here between, uh, Walt Disney World and Disneyland. I think that a lot of people that would have gone to Walt Disney World in the next calendar year are just not going to be able to do it like financially. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that, that was like that, you know, that, that's, that's not a necessity, obviously. It's like, it's like, it was like, now we can't swing this anymore. I think you're going to see a big dip in attendance just based on that alone. Said so much of that uh, foot traffic is, is, uh, is tourist. And they're trying to do their 50th anniversary. They're getting, they're gearing up for that too. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess it would technically start January of 21. I don't know. Is that, I guess when the celebration is supposed to start. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, I don't oh, know. God, it's sorry. probably going to no. It's probably going to start on the actual anniversary. I don't think it would start before that, which is in October, right? Yeah, October first, uh, twenty one. So there's still time for people to make it back uh, for things to for attendance to make a, a uh, somewhat return by that point. Maybe <laughs> I mean, we're still speculating because we don't know how long they're going to be closed. That's the really determining factor of how long it's going to take to get things back to normal. And if you look at, you know, what did, what did I hear? Like that Disney world is losing $30 million a day right now. And they have been closed now for a month, it, almost a month. Um, as a, as of today, I think, well, when did they close? They closed on, like the 11th or something around that time. So they've been closed mm-hmm. for a month. They've been losing 30 million a day from what I heard. Um, this makes me really wonder, obviously there's certain attractions that are in the middle of being built like guardians and Tron Ratatouille is pretty much done. I don't think we're going to hear any new attractions being announced beyond this for a couple of years. Yeah. Probably until, because I mean like the, the, I mean, I was convinced that we'd be hearing about a new park, and they may still ultimately announce that. We do have a in, bet going, I, I believe. Yes, we do. In um, in twenty twenty one, like on the fiftieth anniversary, and they could still theoretically announce that, but not even really get to work on that for a little while. They could just say, "Look, we're still doing the site plan," you know. Mm. Uh, so it's kind of a weird thought, and I'm worried that the things that they are building, such as Tron and the Guardians ride are going to get kind of nerfed a little bit. Like, even though the track is built and the system is built, are the effects going to be kind of lowered for cost purposes? You know, and as entertainment in the park, walk around entertainment and shows, are you know, are, it's, are they going to be smaller? 
or like the fireworks show? Is that going to shrink down a little bit? Just ways to save cost. Huh. Also, hmm. raising the prices of the ticket, of course. Yeah, I know that'll happen. I, I, I mean. <laughs> I couldn't even speculate how to swing that one or what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, to flip side of what I was saying about Walt Disney World, I think that at Disneyland, attendance is not going to be affected. That's just my prediction. No, I think on, I think when the first day that they reopen, I think they're going to hit capacity because so many people are going to be so thankful that it's reopened again. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> and uh i know me personally i'd be staying far away the parks on that day for very you know yeah I, i'm a claustrophobic person so i've really been enjoying social distancing <laughs> it's like and uh yeah no, i'm good on uh on that for, uh, whenever that is i mean i'm dying to get back to the parks just like everyone else but you know i'm yeah. i'm dying to take you on mission space Mission space. <laughs> I'm dying to be on that. You told me because you're so claustrophobic, you will not do that one. I was like, yeah, no, that was not sad. Like, I don't recall the conversation where I agreed to go on that. <laughs> no mission space for me. Um, but <laughs> well, let's. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much else really to say besides speculation. But on on this, I mean, it's uh, you know. Who knows? I mean, it, even um, they, uh, the Avengers Campus was to open in DCA this in July, and they even had an opening date. Um, and then they just announced that's just, uh, you know, push back TBA till you know. <laughs> well, because they don't even know when they're going to reopen, and the ride for, for you know is pretty much done. But it's like, let's say you don't theoretically, you're not even allowed to open until July first. You really want to be trying to funnel a new ride, you know, a week after you reopen. You can't. You know, you have to learn how to theme park again. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, like there's so many moving parts. And then, you know, another factor, especially like here in Florida, is you have a lot of people who are college students that have moved away. Like I know a lot of people that I work with in my restaurant. That said, you know what? I'm going to go back home now. I'm done because they're younger. Right. And so when you reopen, you're not – Disney World has 75,000 cast members. They'll be lucky if they have 50,000. I mean I have heard that like over in Orlando, it just emptied out. Like all the people who lived there like temporarily mm-hmm. just left because they went back home. You have a ton of college students who are like – I'm going to go and spend a semester working at Disney while we're close. I'm going to go back to Indiana and live with mom or what have you and not pay any bills because I can't make anything. So, cause I can't, cause I can't even work cause I'm a college student. Yeah. That, that's obviously yeah, the then, best decision. <laughs> but then it's like, well, we need to reopen this place. Where is everybody? How do we hire everybody back? If everybody left, you know, there'll definitely be a big chunk of the left. I don't know if everyone left. And I know, you know, that they were paying them, uh, a lot of the cast members, but, it, and that's going to be ending soon. So there's, there's a lot of operational <laughs> concerns. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, that, that Florida for unemployment, we have some of the lowest payment for uh, unemployment. We get 275 a week. But wow. then if you take the ta- if you choose to take the taxes out, which is 
Bob Mouse, you'll do. You get two twenty one a week, and um, the website is so archaic that it crashed. Now tomorrow, I believe, uh, or two days from now is the day that like Disney employees can all get on there, and they're expecting like the whole system is just going to get destroyed because of how many thousands of people are going to tens of thousands are going to file. Wow, it starts tomorrow as of this recording. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, let's, uh, let's shift topics slightly a little bit here and talk about, um, you know, what, what you've been dealing with t- uh, today. And, okay, yes. So this is kind of like, so a year ago, I want to point this out. Like, I have hotel reservations that I made in June for Airbnb. June of 2019. Wow. Um, if anybody's listening to this backdated, you know. Um, and my mom, my little brother, my wife, his wife, and my three nieces, who are six, four, and one and a half, were all going to do a Japan trip. Because he wanted to take his kids somewhere nice. So we said, let's go and get a whole Airbnb. Let's go and be there in time for you know Super Mario opening and all that. And ironically, the thing that's weird about us recording today on April 15th is today was the original intended opening date of Beauty and the Beast at Tokyo Disneyland. Oh, wow. And this was a big area. This is not just Beauty and the Beast. This was going to be Beauty and the Beast. Um, the Baymax spinner ride, which is like uh, Mater's Jamboree or whatever that Junkyard thing is called. Jamboree. Yeah, or the <laughs> Alien Sitting Saucers. Yeah. Um, a new mini meet and greet where she's a fashionista and a giant new show, like um, complete with a new theater, like the uh, Mickey and the Magical Map. So a bigger production show. So it's so like, like an expansion was, of Fantasyland, basically? Yeah, it was basically a whole new half of Fantasyland that they were building. Like giant expansion, so uh, they uh, today was the day that that was supposed to open. Um, now this trip that I had booked, and you know I'm, I'm talking about this because I'm sure lots of families right now have trips planned, you know, for Disney World and things, and you know you have or other places, and they're now struggling with. Well, I'm having to cancel all my plans right now because of. Um, I don't know if I can go somewhere or if I'll have the money or if the things are going to be open. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, yeah. any, any of those are concerned. <laughs> so, um, you know, we were watching this thing and in January we were like, Oh yeah, this will definitely be passed by then. And then February was kind of getting a little more concerning when they closed down Hong Kong and Shanghai. And then very beginning of March, they closed down. Tokyo and then they said well we're going to reopen it in April and we're going okay well we're, look we're so good there's no need to panic because keep in mind like we have a lot of tickets for things bought and a lot of this is through like third parties hmm. I mean, because like for example like Universal Studios Japan you cannot go on their website and buy it um, over there you buy your tickets either in person or at their version of a 7-Eleven like, their 7-Elevens sell Disney tickets and Universal tickets. It's They kind of, like, function like an old tick, old school Ticketmaster where you would have to go into, like, the music stores. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, they kind of function like that. So I had to buy all the stuff online. Um, well, 
you know, we're watching this and watching this. And then, of course, middle of March hits and then the United States is in this. Uh, in this whole thing. And, you know, we're all going into lockdown and I'm talking to my brother and my mom and saying, OK, well, look, we should be good by June. We should be good. And then you, and then Disney announces, well, look, now we're going to reopen on April 15th. Uh, Tokyo Disney, Tokyo yeah. Disneyland opens up, and you know that's you know when a Disney park closes and reopens is typically the sign that things are good. Like if you watch the Imagineering story, they talk about after the uh, the earthquake and, and uh, typhoon, I believe it happened in two thousand was two thousand eight or something like that. Yeah, the late uh, the one first uh, whatever time period we call yeah, it. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, the one that basically destroyed a lot of japan and mm. when they re like they held off on reopening even though they were good to reopen the next day they held off on reopening for several weeks out of respect but it's kind of like seen as when a disney park reopens after something like that it's seen as it's an all clear sign so i said look as long as it's open it's all good so now we're going to fast forward a little bit further uh to the very beginning of april and then they say well look now we're going to reopen uh, we're, we're aiming for April 30th to reopen. And then uh, the other shoe dropped where the Japanese, uh, the president of Japan said that there are no, like visitors are allowed from other countries there, but you have to go into a two-week quarantine wow. before you can leave. And it has to be mandated by the government, like they're going to watch everything. They're going to make sure that you don't leave. You can't just say, oh yeah, sure. I'm going to quarantine. And then the very next day, hop on a subway and get on over to Disney or, you know, hello uh, kitty world. Well, I wanna, and, just to be clear, as soon as you arrive in Japan, you have to spend two weeks in quarantine. Correct. Yes. I want to make sure wow. that you are not a carrier. <laughs> so, you know, um, this, at this point I'm getting very nervous about how things are going. And as of, I want to say about the 10th or 11th, um, was when they said, okay, well, we are going to announce the opening date for Tokyo Disneyland by middle of May. And at this point, that's when things became way too close for comfort. And I said, look, this trip that we're supposed to do, like on June 15th, is just not going to, I mean, there's so many factors, like. The parks could reopen, but Americans may not be allowed. It could get worse over here in America. We may not be, I may not be allowed to leave Florida. My family who lives in California, they may not be allowed to leave California. Or the parks could be open and we could be able to travel there, but they could delay the opening of Beauty and the Beast and the Nintendo World over at Universal. Mm-hmm. So um, what, I, what I talked to him about is, you know, his, his kid is going into first grade. And over in California, the school starts around August 19th or so. So we we pushed it from um, mid-June to, I want to say it was like July 4th, to like last week of July, first two weeks of August. Um, so it's actually been expanded a little bit. So we have a little bit more breathing time over there. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, like obviously, you know how I kind of vacation and how we're doing like a ton of stuff. And I... I purposely built in three days where in case we didn't get to something or we just need a break from each other, we can do that. But you see the headache now for me is I'm having to email all these companies that I've bought tickets for because all these tickets are specifically dated. 
oh, and no. say, look, I need to kind of move these to these other days. And you know, a lot of these tickets say things like, you know, no refunds given. So I, I'm waiting on like five or six emails that I probably won't hear from until like 4 a.m. because of time zone differences um, as to if it's okay. Now, I'm pretty sure that they'll allow it because I'm not like, you know, flat out canceling anything. Right. But, you know, it's this weird thing because, you know, my brother, we all had to pick new dates at work. And it's kind of, it's also kind of weird going like, let's say we get back to work and it's June 1st. Like, let's say like this thing gets lifted on June 1st and I'm able to get back to work. It's going to be really weird going on vacation a month and a half later. You know, like, hey, sure. yeah, that's, <laughs> but, you know, it's not like this is a vacation. I've been home for a month and, you know, I'm, I'm pulling my hair out. Like, you know, like, I mean, um, I like being around people. I'm a social person. Um, so it's it's a really weird situation right now. And um, mm. it's just like I have this this like crazy itemized list on my computer of what I need to get done, what I need to make sure I can change, what I need to get my money back on. And a lot of this I've been fighting with like Airbnb and stuff with the host. Um, is, you know, we had a couple of hotels bought and one of these was, um, you know, one of these isn't covered still. So I have to wait. They said, you know, I called them. They said, um, you have to wait until we lift or until we expand the cancellation fee, otherwise I'm out 400 bucks. Wow. Um, but then um, this big one that I had for 1600 bucks, the guy actually tried rebooking me for the same time next year because he didn't want to lose the money that I had paid into it. And I like refused to do that because I don't want some other guy, some guy across the world, like taking my vacation time for me. Wow. He just did it without asking you. He just changed it to a year later. Yeah, he just said, I, I will hold your money as is my right. And it's like I told Airbnb, the like Airbnb company and they said, no, he is not allowed to do that. You know, and it's like I feel bad because these guys are, um, you know, they were counting on that money coming in because what they do is they take half your money up front and then they get the other half after, you know, after you've landed. Oh, uh, I, I, was like, I don't know how Airbnb works as a host. I mean, I've used it many times as a guest, and you get charged up front for the total cost. <laughs> um, on this one, because it's international, um, and it was like a whole house deal. It was you pay half up front and half at the very oh, okay. end. So, uh, so yeah, it's like it's a battle trying to deal with that and sort, you know, all these other things out. And it's kind of like I feel for a lot of people because I know several people who are planning on going, like from other states I've lived in that are planning on doing Disney World this year. And they booked their plane, and they booked their hotel, and they have their plane tickets and all that stuff, and all their Disney dining, because, you know, you can make those reservations way the heck in advance. Yeah. And now they're, it, you're, it's a headache, because you're trying to, like, go through all of your emails and try to undo all the damage that you've already done. But the, the hardest part is that you're trying to undo it but you don't know what you want to change it to. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I, I didn't even get into that. Like, so I, I'm aiming for these dates, and that's what we've chosen, and the plane tickets have re- been rebooked and all that. But, you know, we could get to the beginning of July, and we still may not be allowed over there. Or it could still be the same situation as we are now. And then I have to cancel and rebook all this stuff again for like a year from now. And so. 
it's it's weird. It's like it's like the Schrodinger's vacation. It's like the vacation that exists, but it doesn't exist at the same time. Yeah. And it's like it's hard because it's like there's more things I have to do for this trip, like more admission tickets I have to buy and like Disney and stuff. Like obviously I'm not buying anything else until we know we can get over there and things are reopen again. But it's weird. Like they they said, oh, uh, and Universal said that they're going to make their announcement on May, uh, like mid, by mid May, as to when they are reopening. The the, but the Japanese it, what, Universal Park, right? That's what, what? You're, you're talking about the one in Japan, the Universal Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm referring to Japan for sorry, I'm referring to both Disney and Japan that they said oh, by mid May we'll have our opening date set. Um, but you don't know when that'll be. Like, that could be July 1st for all we know. Like, they could say, well, we're not opening up again for another month and a half. And um, the only thing that gives me kind of a little hope with all this is, um, as of today, you can now buy lottery tickets at 7-Eleven over in Japan, uh, or their version of it. It's called Lawson over there. Um, to be the first people to ride the main Nintendo ride, the Super Mario... Uh, or uh, the Mario Kart, right? Mario Kart, yeah. So if you want to be the first people to ride it, they are doing a lottery, and each ticket is 700 yen, which is about six or seven bucks in United States money. And um, Is that included mission of the park? <laughs> no, no, but it, it's a brilliant way like to make extra money for like nothing, if you think about it, like for being closed, because all these people are going to be like, oh, I want to go there and be the first people to ride this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so people are going to throw down, they're going to get a ton of money. So that... Um, and this is only running for like a week or two. So that tells me that they're going to be pretty much up and running sooner rather than later. Because mm-hmm. you wouldn't be running this promotion if, you know, you wouldn't start running a promotion today if you weren't planning on doing, getting that ready to go. For sure. I mean, there definitely is nothing like that going on uh, in the United States. I mean, uh, at Universal Hollywood, they were just about to open the Secret Life of Pets attraction. And, that's just uh, on hold. Um, or and of Mickey course, Minnie's Runaway Railway. That only was open for like eight or nine days before the whole thing. Uh, wow, that's short. That's crazy. I remember you mentioning that yeah. last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess I'm going to circle back a little bit here. Uh, is, is there a reason that you guys decided to not cancel the trip or push it back to next year? Um, okay, so the reason that we decided not to cancel the trip was – you know, with little kids especially, they're excited uh, because, you know, I kind of told, I, I told, you know, my nieces that this is like way better than Disneyland, mm-hmm. which is true. And of course, that for them is like their ultimate thing. So they've been very excited. My brother has, he's never done a giant vacation since he's been married and had kids. So he's been looking forward to this. And the other thing is, is with all the plane tickets and all the money, like the U.S. dollars that have already been turned into yen, mm. it's it's just a pain in the butt to say, well, let me try to undo all this stuff right now. Okay. And, you know, if we said, well, let's try to push it back to next summer, uh, because we already have plans, you know, like basically from May into, uh, until the middle of June. We don't necessarily want to hit the time that the Olympics have been rescheduled for. When is that? Did they? Uh, I believe July of next year. Oh, okay. So um, the other thought is is 
I had read that Japan's economy is tanking really bad right now. And this is a way to kind of help bring a little tourism over there. And I know that these parks are, um, they're expecting that these parks are going to be a lot more empty. And it's not not necessarily just Disney and Universal. That they'll probably be fine. But these smaller ones, <laughs> like Samuel Pearl Land or, um, you know, like Fuji Q Highland. And like these other ones that most people don't know where they are, like Yomi Uri Land. That they may have a harder time because you're going to get, you're still going to get a segment of people out there who live over there. But just because things are open doesn't mean that they want to trap be out in a large crowd. Yeah, sure. That's going to happen for a while. So um, if we get over there, it may actually, as weird as this is, work kind of in our favor a little bit as far as lower crowds. Wow. <laughs> it's just, there's just so many variables, dude. There's so many variables. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, there's a lot of variables that are... You know, it's like I'm having to move things and it's and deal with all these people. And like a lot of these companies are closed down right now. So I'm emailing people that may not even be in their office or checking their email for a while. Wow. And you, I mean, you literally have been doing all this today. So you're just kind of starting yeah, this been, journey of uh, pushing everything back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And kind of re-figuring it. And then I have to figure out, like, what day, because we're, go, we're leaving on a different day of the week. Like, certain things are closed certain days of the week there. Like, their zoo over there, like, the the big zoo that they have over in Tokyo with pandas and stuff, that's actually closed on Tuesday. So I have to make sure that, like, I can't put that day on a two. Like, I have to play around with different days of the week for things. So in case other uh, people don't know from other event or other episodes, uh, when you go on uh, your uh, your your international trips, usually you're the one in charge of the uh, the planning and the scheduling, Correct. and that's usually just for you and, and Brittany. But you have a, like a a whole clan of people there to <laughs> that are uh, you know on your shoulders. There's eight. Of, there's eight of us, so there's actually a little more pressure on me because yeah. you know, like you know, my brother is like, okay, cool. This is what I want to see, and he lists like two things. And then I was like, okay, we got those on there. And my mom's just kind of going along for the ride. And it's like, okay, so basically if this sucks, it's on me. <laughs> well, I, 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 as much as they may want to, you can't hold you responsible for, for oh, Tokyo. They <laughs> no, they, they wouldn't. But it's just, it's, it's weird because I have to kind of real, being that I have all the paperwork, I have to kind of reorganize everything. And it's like, it's like this for families who are going anywhere, like things to Hawaii or people who have cruises booked, you know, like, you know, um, I, I know several people who had a cruise that left from Miami. Um, like I have uncles who were going to go on like a, like a malt shop oldies cruise. Oh, like it, it's people <laughs> that were popular in the fifties, which is crazy because it's like, like the Shawnanas and stuff like that. Wow. So you have these people who are basically in their late eighties, early nineties, still performing <laughs> and they're Jesus on a cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> late eighties. <laughs> what do you think about like 1955? You know, you had to be at least, let's say 15 when you had your first radio hit, right? You know, um, <laughs> You have these people who are still. Oh, sorry. My sorry. Where I was going to go with this is like they had a trip planned in June. They're clearly not going on that cruise anymore because they don't feel comfortable 
even if it's lifted, getting on a plane and then dealing with. So they have to deal with the plane, the cruise, the transportation to the cruise, mm-hmm. their hotel beforehand. And then I think they were spending a couple of days at tickets there. So it's like, you know, you look at that aspect and then you also look at the aspect of these businesses that have already gotten the money. And now that they have to do refunds for everybody. And it's like, well, there goes everything for everyone. Yeah, that's that's going to be an interesting road to to navigate. Um, and hopefully, you know, the government helps out a lot of these businesses. Are they able to get small business loans or big business loans? I don't know, depending on how big they are, <laughs> and, and navigate this stuff. There's just – we don't know what, what the landscape is going to be on the other side of this. We just really don't know. Um, we don't know the landscape is going to be like a week from now. No. <laughs> you know, like a, a week from now, you know, Japan could reopen everything to actually they're, get, they're now getting to the point that we were um, when uh, this started kind of going off a little bit over here. Mm. Um, even though they got it first, they actually I think they almost quarantined a little too well. And then um, when everybody started getting out and about, then they started getting another wave of people getting it. Uh, so um, there's kind of there's a lot of like, and this isn't the time or place for the opinions I've been reading from people online. Uh, there, there's a multitude of opinions of how people think that we should proceed. From everybody needs to stay inside for a year, or we need to just go down to herd immunity and reopen to everybody, and then whatever happens happens. Um, well, so, I don't think either of those are the way to go, but like I said, we're not going to debate those topics on no, this No, we're show. not. No, that's not what this is, but I'm just – it's, it's – my point is, my point being is we don't know what things are going to look like a week from now. Nonetheless, you know, a month from now or two months from now, and, you know, we all – everybody here who has actually stayed along for this show for this length of time, you must be a theme park fan or do you have nothing else to listen to, listen to on your podcast? <laughs> To listen to me ramble on. Oh, well, let's, <laughs> uh, well, let's yeah, really. Well, uh, back on topic of theme parks, or uh, and trips and all that stuff. Um, d- did you? I assumed you had other plans in the works. Uh, listeners don't know. Usually, are uh, going somewhere every few months. Um, did, how has this impacted the trips you're planning after this trip to Tokyo? Okay, so um, the thing is, is I actually only have um two trips planned um which one is in late september very beginning of october for my brother's wedding which that's up in the air right now because of this Mm -hmm. um he wants it to happen but it's very hard to make a wedding happen when you can't go to the venues. You cannot go and do cake tasting. You can't do the tasting of what food you want. Um, you know, and people right now with everybody being locked up and scared, this isn't the time you want to be getting a save the day. You know, like, you know, it's yeah. like, or, you know, you know, are you going to be having chicken, fish or beef or vegetarian? Right, like, like you don't want to, make, you're not like... really <laughs> so he has said that he is still, uh, you know, he may, he's waiting to see how things basically roll over the next month before he makes any hard decisions. But regardless, I'm still going to go to California for a week because I still need to see my family. Um, but the other thing I have planned is the transatlantic cruise in May. Of May of 2021. 2021. May of 21. Or... Yeah. yeah. So um, 
that hasn't been impacted at all yet. And honestly, I am not thinking about that until we get through um, this next thing. You know, um, I'll throw money at it a little bit here and there. But, like, once I get back to work, I'll start knocking that down. But um, that's all I have. But it's kind of weird because, yeah, you're right. I like to do things. I'm somebody who likes to be social and see things I haven't seen. And, you know, it's just there's nothing for me to, like – there's no point in me even researching things to do right now because you can't even like look at the websites properly for these things as to like what the prices are, what the admissions are, what there is to do, because everything is covered with warnings that were closed and like you can't even access websites properly. Are you finding that? Because I find that I'm still able to kind of go to websites. Just the homepage has warnings. Yeah, you get but you, in, with foreign with. Uh, came on the, with some of the more foreign websites. Um, the Google Translate sometimes has a harder time with some of these things. Uh, okay. So, yeah, it's it's strange. It's a it's a strange time. It's like I know for you, for example, you normally like to try to get to Disney World once a uh, once a year. Yeah, in the fall has, time. Yeah. Has this impacted you going this fall? Well, well, that's really interesting. Um, <laughs> I mean, the real, like, deal breaker, I guess, of what is safe and what's not safe in the fall in Orlando would be if Halloween Horror Nights is canceled or not, you know, at at Universal. Oh, yeah. And how do you do that, actually? How do you do that in a post-COVID? I have no idea. I mean, how do you have Halloween Horror Nights in social distancing? How do you have haunts? Yeah, how do you, you do know? Like, <laughs> I mean, it might be more interesting, like, having everybody go through it. And then, what, somebody's going to scare you from six feet away? Well, I mean, they might actually have actual pulsing in the attractions, I mean, in the, in the haunts, instead of the conga lines, which would take more time, of course, but a m- much better experience. As um, As far as I know, and... As of this recording, Horror Nights is all in Orlando is full steam ahead. Um, and other than that, I've been hearing uh, Knott's Scary Farm over here. Knott's Berry Farm is full steam ahead as well. That's the only things I've heard. I haven't even heard anything about uh, Horror Nights Hollywood. Um, but those two events, arguably the, the two of the biggest in the country, are, uh, are, full st- are full steam ahead. But I guess that's kind of where I'm at right now because um, if Horror Nights Orlando is canceled, that would kind of set the tone <laughs> to say that this is not a trip that I should be taking. Uh, that doesn't mean that just because it is going on, there's not other factors that won't keep me away. <laughs> but as of right now, I'm just, I'm just playing it by ear. You know, if, if, if only because, for something to look forward to, you know, whether I actually go or not, I can't even comment on that at all. <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. It's like, you want to be able to look forward to things. And that's kind of what's keeping me through this. It's like, cool. I, now I have a trip in, in, at the end of July that I really want to do, yeah. you know, like, and like, that's kind of what keeps me going Going, Okay. Look, you know, we'll get through this, but unfortunately, you know, like when you get to uh, two months beforehand and it's getting worse, yeah, okay, well, there's not much hope there for that time, you know, but pushing things off an additional 45, 50 days helps a lot. For sure, for sure. One of the things I brought up, because uh, there was this hoax uh, article that went around last week 
uh, in some groups I'm in that said that was that said that uh, that Scary Farm was canceled. But it uh, oh April Fool's stuff, right? It wasn't even April Fool's. I guess that that would have been an April Fool's joke, <laughs> but it was like a week after it. It was literally last week, so like a few days after April Fool's. Uh, maybe that's when it started. But it, I started seeing it last week. Um, is when you click on the link, it says this is fake, you know, blah blah. But the preview was, you know, of the article says, you know, not scary farm canceled, blah blah blah. And you know, a lot of people were sharing it without reading it, and it got a little steam in the haunt community groups I'm in on Facebook. Um, so it just got me thinking: if it were actually canceled, um, that in Southern California. Like haunt season is such a huge deal. It, I know it's not as big in Orlando. Orlando basically just has you know horror nights, and and then they had the uh, Dark Horizon, which yeah, yeah was which, awesome, which, yeah. Uh, which you experienced. Uh, but in Southern California, from the big places to the smallest home haunts, haunt season is something that uh, Southern California takes very seriously. And if that were canceled this year, I thought of the idea. I was like, you know what? They could have haunt season from January to March, and everyone would still go. <laughs> and it, yeah. it'd be interesting to see if that type of thing would happen in Orlando um, with Horror Nights, particularly, even with Not So Scary. Because I mean, Not So Scary is a huge uh, money maker for Disney too. So what if what if we just celebrated Halloween in January to March? <laughs> right. <laughs> um. I mean, it's not really so much about celebrating Halloween as more as just being able to have these after hours events that generate money that people want to go to um, yeah. instead of canceling it for a whole year. I don't – that would be such a blow. I don't even uh, – if they if they just had no Halloween events this year. I mean, it, it could be a reality. I mean, we – like I said, we have no idea. It's yeah, not – The parks have to be – the parks have to be reopened first. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, like I honestly don't think that the maze is anything like now. I'm kind of now that I've been thinking about it a little bit longer. Um, I really think that we're just going to be at that point for a while where everybody's wearing a mask. Yeah, and um, you're still going to be close to each other, but you're going to see more people washing their hands more frequently. Hand You'll sanitizer. see more hand sanitizer. Yeah. They, I, you know, I really don't. You know, like the more I kind of think about it the more I think like there's no way to mitigate a parade or mitigate a ride and have um, like say, look, we're going to have you stand six feet apart from each other in a line. It's that's impossible to do. The queues aren't designed for that. Parade routes aren't designed for that. So I think you're going to see more people wearing face masks. You're going to see a lot more people just doing better general personal hygiene. Yeah. Oh, well, I hope so. I hope that's the takeaway we all have from this: is that we take our uh, not uh, not spreading our our sicknesses a little more seriously. <laughs> and then maybe when uh, and then maybe when we start hearing about things, we start uh, taking it a little more seriously. Yeah, let's hope that was too. Yeah. Instead of just going, oh, it's not a big deal, or that's another country's problem, because <laughs> it'll be like Stormwatch over here in Florida, where people will start kind of like paying better attention to what's going on. Yeah, well, it's fun. It's like, oh, you know, should I leave for a hurricane? Should I not? I mean, that's always a gamble, too, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I thought I was, uh, I thought it was historic that I was around when the parks were closed for one day during that hurricane two years ago. <laughs> yeah. And here we are in a freaking month. Yeah. All right. Well, um, 
I guess that kind of we can put a pin in this topic for now. You know, any breaking news, of course, um, we uh, will have um, you know information on our social media and, and uh, whatever press releases the parks put out, we share it. You know, on our website, and you know, link it up on social media, so you'll hear the the kind of you know up to the minute information. Just wanted to have a moment just to um, just kind of riff on you know just our thoughts, Grant and I's thoughts on this, and just kind of hear about the process of trying to reschedule and a vacation in the middle of all this. <laughs> uh, sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I also want to like kind of encourage everybody um, when it's time to get back to work and everything is kind of given the, the, the clear, obviously do a lot of vacationing over here in the States because, you know, you want to rebuild the economy, but places that also rely on tourism more than local, such as like Hong Kong, um, uh, Shanghai and like Dubai and places like that. Um, the plane ticket deals and hotel deals are going to be insane. Like I'm seeing flights to Shanghai round trip for 420 from Orlando. From right Orlando? Now. Wow. From Orlando. I you were from California. <laughs> but um, but I, I'm just saying, um, you know, you're seeing these deals are out there, and it may be uh, the time to go and do some of that crazy exploring that you never thought you would do because of. Um, how cheap everybody's having to kind of gut their deals. So if you can, you know, if you have money saved up for something, you know, definitely go and still do some stuff over here in the U.S. But maybe kind of divide a little fifty-fifty and kind of explore uh, and learn uh, learn about the world a little bit more. The world of theme parks. I guess there's other stuff besides theme parks, but <laughs> maybe yeah. some uh, some local culture. <laughs> you can be both though. You plan your you plan your trip around the theme park, and then you learn the local culture around the theme park. Sounds like exactly what I would do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Let's put a pin in this one. I want everyone to continue to stay safe, and hopefully we can keep entertaining you to keep you sane during this lockdown time. Whee! This podcast has been a production of the Creepy Kingdom Podcast Network. Executive produced by James H. Carter II and Ryan Grulick. Visit creepykingdom.com to get access to all of our articles, videos, and podcasts. Join our Patreon for exclusive content. Patreon.com slash creepykingdom. Until next time, this is Hannah reminding you to keep it creepy. (laughs) 